Hey, Bestie. What's up, girl? We help people grow in their Christian lives, and through their growth, then they can better fulfill God's calling on their life. Right. When you come here, you're going to get it through a biblical lens. And not just ours. I like that we incorporate interviews by people living out the principles. Yeah, that's for sure. Here we go. Episode 183 of the I Am Rahab miniseries, focusing on chapter 12. Chapter 12, titled, I Am a Conqueror. Yeah, you are, Farron. A conqueror. A conqueror. In fact, Farron, the Bible says that we're more than conquerors, so that's pretty jazzy. Man, what would that be? (laughs) Ultimate. Ultimate conqueror. Never experiencing a loss. That's cool. Like, we're on the team that never loses. I'm here for that. (laughs) I'll let you know when I get to heaven, Farron. Okay, sounds great. All right, so we have two chapters left, 12 and 13. So this time we're talking about I am conqueror. I am a conqueror. And, of course, Autumn gives funny anecdotes along the way. So even if you just need a laugh, <laughs> you're going to laugh reading her book. But she has a great way of segueing it into Rahab's story and into life lessons for us. Yes, so the theme here is that we want to conquer our enemy, which that could look a lot of different ways. That way we can fully attain our promised land. Again, lots of analogy in there, but that's what we're going to dissect as we move through the chapter. Um, In order to attack your enemy or conquer your enemy, you must in fact know what that is. Yeah, sometimes I say that, I feel like I say this to you all the time, like, I'm too close to the situation, I can't see it. That's why I have you guys who can be like, it's this. Oh yeah. Yeah. Well now it's obvious now that you're saying it. (laughs) And even pinpointing it. So if you're like, man... Family gatherings are a lot. <laughs> it's just very big. Not personal reference, but could be. Uh, you know, sometimes you might have to pinpoint it. Is it the stress of getting out the door that then just, you know, makes your mood low the rest mm-hmm. of the day? Is it um, you go somewhere and they make food and you're like, I don't ever like the food. Eat before you go, yeah. you know? So if you can pinpoint to like, what it is and why it's there, that could be that. Farron, that's a really good that's a really good example because I think to some degree everyone kind of feels this on some level mm-hmm. because you hang out with your best friends all the time because they're your best friends, right? Mm-hmm. But whenever you're, it's family or extended family or estranged family or y'all are just now reuniting after family drama, I mean, it's, the holidays are here, people. Yeah, that's what's so on my mind. I think it's, and even just talking between... Our, our group of friends, everyone has something to some degree, which is normal. So just like if you're best friends, me and you, Farron, at some point we're going to have a conflict and we better figure out how to work it through. Otherwise, that would be dumb. Mm-hmm. So I, le- I love your idea of pinpointing it. So let's say it is going to a family function. And like you said, Farron, is your pain point just getting the kids out of the door or are you in the newborn phase? You're exhausted. You just want to stay home. Or if you're a homebody naturally, or it costs a lot of energy to go do a thing, or you love to go do it, but your spouse might not. So what is it exactly? And then you can work from there. Yeah. And then just to play devil's advocate, it could be the flip side of there's somebody that's going to be there that always has something to say. And if you know that ahead of time and can kind of Like, do some prep work going into it. Like, okay, when that happens, I'm going to find the cool aunt. Or (laughs) when that happens, I'm going to give myself a phrase that communicates that was hurtful. 
and but isn't attacking because I'm not confrontational. Brooke knows that. A lot of you guys know that. <laughs> I'll confront for you. Just yeah. tell me who. So, but in the moment, I'm, I'll like start crying because I'm just so emotional. But I'm like then crying because I'm crying because I don't want to cry. <laughs> so there, I mean, there are more extreme things with tensions and family and history and all this stuff. And you know what? Here's what I really recommend. If you have an issue with somebody, is there anything you can do before the holiday season? Before mm-hmm. Thanksgiving, can you meet up for coffee? Before Thanksgiving, can you get them on the phone? Before Christmas, can you do something to express how you felt and how we can move forward? You know, But yeah, in the middle of the dinner table is probably not... The time or place. Although in movies, it makes for a pretty comedic I just scene. keep thinking of Four Christmases, and she's like, mistletoe! <laughs> so maybe you do need, you and your spouse need to have a team code word, like mistletoe, or whatever it needs to be, and that means like, we need a sidebar real quick, and we need to chat this out, and then you need to pep talk me, and we're walking back in there. But this, everything you're saying, Farron, it sounds, it sounds like what you do when you go to counseling, and you have to identify your triggers, and what's the plan when you see that person again, or... What steps can you take to protect yourself and those around you if it's like a dangerous situation and you cross their path again? I mean, there's so many different things you can do ahead of time. So I really like that point. And that's that's an easy way to identify your trigger. What makes you cringe or freak out or it doesn't quite make sense why you're being such an emotional as in like either so angry or so sad or so frustrated. Like what is that emotion that's coming out? And then you got to work backwards to why. And as a mom, too, I feel like I do a good job of knowing, okay, this just happened. I just spilled their cup of milk, and there's no milk. <laughs> that was the last of it. This is going to be Drink a trigger. Yeah. And so, surprise, you get apple juice before bed, you know, and getting really excited about all of that. But I feel like I'm good at identifying what's going to trigger my kids, but sometimes I might struggle triggering, knowing what triggers me. Yeah. But then also for the people that are leaders or in the workplace... A lot of times in a leadership role, you get to deliver news you don't want to have to deliver. And so if you can pick up on those patterns that trigger your employees or kind of, you know, set the ball going in the wrong direction, you know, capitalizing on that, because it's going to happen, right? There are some things that are unavoidable, but if you can find some patterns and um, address those in advance, then you can move into the promised land. Yeah. Like, can you imagine a family gathering that, I mean, something's going to go wrong, but for the most part, like... Everyone leaves happy and yeah. not hurt. We won't use the word offended because let's just use the word That offends hurt. me. It offends <laughs> me that you use offended. Ah, <laughs> triggers. Uh. <laughs> oh, man. And I like how Autumn talks about if that stuff goes unchecked, then all of a sudden it can get very bad very fast. She used the example of pink eye, which is hilarious. Yes. Like, oh, it seems fine. And then... Even just a few hours later, you're like, oh my gosh, I can't see. <laughs> I need a doctor right now. I'm looking at your beautiful white eyes. Thank you. <laughs> you know, not sponsored, but Lumify. Eye drops. Costco. Yes. Uh, they, they are a game changer. All the tired moms out there. Side note, when I stress out, I stress out through my eyeballs. I don't know. It's weird. Maybe I'm not alone. Maybe I am. <laughs> what is the tire banks thing where you like, not... Smolders Rapunzel. Smize. Smize. Smile with your eyes. A thing that I cannot do, but you can, Farron. Good job. Sure. I can barely say things with a smile. (laughs) 
Anywho. You know, I feel like a lot of people listening right now are thinking that these conversations and identifying these triggers are going to be, like, super outside their comfort zone. But remember, you need to conquer your enemy, which means, like, you're going to have to step into battle. Mm -hmm. And that's not comfortable. (laughs) You're going to have to do the work. And we've shared several times where, you know, pro-therapy and that's doing the work. Um, There's been this thing around for a while where it's, like, Choose your hard. Mm -hmm. Like, being overweight and unhealthy is hard, but staying in shape and eating right is also hard. Uh, There's times that being married is hard, but being single or even going through divorce is also hard. So it's this idea of choose your hard, which is also like what we say, that not choosing is a choice. Mm -hmm. Um, So while we're rattling off these suggestions, maybe lightheartedly, we do recognize that it's going to be uncomfortable. It could be tense. Um, There could be outcomes that don't go, you know, end with heart, stars, and rainbows. Mm -hmm. But, again, this is I'm a conqueror. You're going to have to defeat your enemies, which means showing up to the fight. But you don't have... Don't... We're not saying fight fight people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Because Satan... You you know what Satan hates? Families who love each other. Yep. How rude is that? Well, because when... One or more, two or more believers Mm -hmm. are together. Yeah, he does not like that. So what is he going to do? Try to cause conflict in the thing that he hates because he knows you're going to benefit from it. Mm -hmm. Man, I hate that guy. (laughs) Autumn says, we cannot live fully and powerfully in our promised lands coexisting with the things God has declared that we need to get rid of. Also, just ask God. Like, if you still are struggling and you can't figure it out and you've journaled through it and you've talked to your friends about it, pray through it. I mean, obviously we want to start with prayer. That'd be cool. But you could triple effect and journal, pray, call a friend, go to counseling. You can find out pretty quickly if you want to. Yeah, absolutely. I like this point too because in my experiences, it's not going to be a one-time conversation maybe with, with a person that triggers you. It's going to be like any relationship and it's going to take... Uh, steps like yeah. uh, baby steps one at a time rebuilding that trust or whatever had happened and so she quotes Exodus and it says little by little I will drive them out from before you until you have increased and possess the land and I underline that until you have increased so I love a good sports analogy and it's like mm-hmm. if you're weightlifting to get stronger you increase the weight slowly over time yes I can't just go lift what I want my max to be one day and so as you take those steps you are again rebuilding that trust rebuilding that Mm -hmm. relationship and no one's going to be perfect but it he's going to drive out the enemy Satan and increase you so that you can then go and possess that promised land and I'm doing air Air quotes quotes. (laughs) with all the analogies I feel like Joe y'all have friends I'm sorry it's not how you use it Joe Uh, I like that though Farron and that you, you have to slowly increase. And she she also says, possessing too much too soon will create beasts you don't even know about. Like, think about the instant viral overnight people. Or if you win the lottery and you haven't ever managed money well and now you have a, an abundance of money and you're not going to spend it well because you've never had a habit of doing it right. And that also reminds me of, like, the marble friend from Brene Brown. Mm -hmm. Marble jar friends. Yes. So it's like if you have an experience with a person and they turned out to be trustworthy or dependable, you put a marble in the jar. Mm -hmm. And then with each passing event, that jar gets full. But, man, 
the one time they break that truss or do something, the jar falls and breaks, and then you get a jar, right? Reconciliation, and then if you choose, and then, you know, you start back with one marble in the jar, two marbles in the jar. And I think that's um, just something to keep in mind that if it's a person that is triggering you or seems to be in your way or an enemy, and it could be self-talk. How about that? Yeah. Yeah. That self-talk doesn't get positive all the time forever and ever. But if you were to reconcile with somebody, you wouldn't just jump both. We recommend that you don't jump both feet in. You want to give them small things like, can I trust you with this? Can I depend on this with you? Can I go to a restaurant with friends, the same group of friends, and have an experience where you're not degrading me in front of everybody? You know, things yeah. like that. And start earning those uh, marbles back. So I like that. Again, it was possessing too much too soon will create beasts you don't even know about. Can you imagine if you forgave someone for something they're doing and the next time you see them, they do it again? Mm-hmm. That would bring out a beast in me. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Y'all haven't even seen before. Um, so I like that kind of like move forward, but take your time. Well, and that's also a great way to teach kids about how to be responsible because <laughs> Sloan is seven. Mom, when do I get a phone? And I'll just say, never. But my usual line is when it's age appropriate and the need arises and you're responsible and mature enough. Mm-hmm. Like when your maturity level is there and it is a necessity. And, and so like here are some steps on how we can do that. So, hey Sloan, remember I said I need you to do this, this, and this. And you've only done one of those things. That is not showing how responsible you actually are. Remember when we talk about maturity and responsibility and that's when you can unlock other levels of whatever of growing up and she is slowly getting it and I think if we just keep reminding our kids of that it's gonna be like oh okay if I need to find good friends are they the fruits of the spirit and also can I trust them with things slowly over time mm-hmm. I like that too because it's your kids promised land right that cell phone yeah. <laughs> right <laughs> and then we're on the flip side like nah you don't want it but um man where was it oh So when it comes to that kind of stuff too, what you said reminded me of what we've kind of said, that I am not trying to get locked into an age. Yeah. Because all three of my kids are very different. Yes. Including their ability to keep up with things and be responsible. And so when one is 16, they might be ready. When one is 26, they might not still be ready. (laughs) They're going to be out there on their own, but goodness. So... That's some parenting advice. No matter what it is, whether it's sleepover, um, boyfriend, uh, car, whatever, don't don't put yourself in the corner <laughs> like of an age. Yeah. yeah, just say that what the qualities that you are looking for, and possibly some ways that they can demonstrate that. Or when you see them doing things, you can say, "Wow, not only thank you, but that showed me this character trait. Mm-hmm. That was very responsible of you. That was very thoughtful." Ooh, that could have been dangerous, but you, you know, avoided rolling off the stairs or whatever it is. Yeah, and that's, and I like naming the character traits too, especially the ones that they're used explicitly in the Bible. Like, oh, wow, that was a really peaceful thing for you to do, or that was a really kind thing to do. And I don't know, we tie back to the fruits of the Spirit a lot in our house because it's just how to find good friends, how to maintain good friendships, how to be a good friend. So if Scout does something nice for Sloan, I'm like, wow, Scout, what fruit of the spirit was that? And then Sloan will be there singing the song. And then Scout will be like, yeah, kind, <laughs> gentle. <laughs> <laughs> 
So I don't know. That's the tactic that sounds like we're both using. Yeah. And the flip side too is if you're like, crap, I already told him 16. You're the parent. You can say, <laughs> I changed my mind. You can say, I'm learning and growing. And you know what? I think a better way to handle this is this. And you know, if they're like, so that means it could be sooner than 16. You say, it could be. It could be. Show me how mature you can be. And then, you know, if in your head you're like, well, for sure it won't be before this. <laughs> At least they'll, they'll try. They'll try. You know what is an interesting uh, twist on here that we haven't talked about yet? Tell me. What if you've overcome, conquered all the things, and you're at the gate, open gate, of your promised land? Mm -hmm. And you're like, I don't know if I want to walk in. Dear God, please shove me in. (laughs) Somebody trip me. (laughs) Someone push me in. Uh, Or, and I think, sometimes I think with both of us stepping out of public education... It's, do I do this? Do I not do this? God set me up for this. Should we do it? I don't know. I don't know. And then the other person being like, yes, go. I will shove you through this door. Mm-hmm. I remember, Baron, when you were talking about starting your business or holding off another year just to make sure. And Jacob was like, no. <laughs> you. This is the thing that you've wanted to do. You're here. We can do it. Don't stop now. Just, yeah. just go. God has made a way. Little by little, and has chipped away, like with your certifications and with your growth, and like the way the job op- options opened. So it was looking back, you had Jacob to be like, No, this is, do you see it? Yeah, okay, whoo, jump scared. Yeah. You did it, and look at you. Look at me now. Well, I wrote <laughs> ouch in the margins of this. <laughs> I was excited for you, but apparently it's painful, well, which it can be. Well, Autumn writes, Our responsibility is to possess the promised land. It's not God's fault if you don't possess your land. It's your fault. Don't blame God for your lack of obedience. Oh, snap. And I don't know. I've done some thinking on this since writing Ouch Ouch in the the Margins. (laughs) Of like, why is that? You know, uh, there have been lots of things I've asked and then things that, like you mentioned, just accomplishments Mm -hmm. that took a lot of work. And that I really wanted to give up on lots of times, but didn't. And now, everything I've worked towards, all the things, like a year ago, it was like, okay, here you go. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think what it is, it's like, I used to have these excuses for not doing the thing. Mm -hmm. And the, the timeline a little bit, like, oh, well, I can't start till I finish this. And it's like, okay, that's done. And it's like, well, I don't have. And he's like, here you go. Uh-huh. And you're like, okay. <laughs> oh, and, that's... Yeah. And so I think what it is is like, there's pressure. What if, like, I don't want, you don't want to mess the thing up. Right. And... Did you want to be a good steward? Yeah. Of and the gift. People are like, watching to see if you succeed or fail or fall flat on your face. Um, and I find that there's way more people that are cheering you on than hoping that you fall, but there are some people out there that do hope that, uh, we'll pray for them. Mm -hmm. Um, so I don't know. I think that resonates with somebody that maybe what they've prayed for and hoped for for so long is finally here and they're having trouble walking into that or holding it or moving forward. And so I think a lot of it is with me and my dream, it's, it accepting it wasn't going to happen overnight even in the promised land Mm -hmm. even like i picture the israelites walking into the promised land you know they still had to like build cities and Mm -hmm. start fields Mm -hmm. and like 
I don't know, it wasn't walking into a model home or a home that was turnkey ready and someone like moved your furniture in, no, put the everything walls away, down. put the shelf liner <laughs> in. No, yeah. So, um, anywho, that was just an interesting take on this idea because I think a lot of us know we got to fight and overcome things, but what do you do when you get to that promised land? And that's when you were listening, like the your, your the things in your head that were holding you back that made me think of Moses and he's. God's like, okay, let's free your people. Wait, uh, yeah, you gotta go talk to Pharaoh. Wait, who? Who do I have to go talk to? The the ruler? Yeah. Well, I stutter. Here is your best friend. He's gonna go with you. What if they don't believe me? Here's the staff that will turn into a snake. Cool. And also these all miracles. You just have to actually do it. Yeah. It's almost like pregnancy, too. Like, you're just, you want it to be over, but then... You go into labor and you're like, no, wait, wait, no. And they're like, it's time to push. And you're like, no, it's not. No. <laughs> I have to be in charge of another human. Eek. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Well, that wraps up chapter 12. And we've got one more chapter in the book study portion of this mini series. It's been a good book. It has. And again, we pull out the highlights, but if you guys have not got your own copy, please get a copy. There's going to be stuff that speaks to you. She gives a good variety of all the content and how it could look in your life, which we try to do as well. Yeah. Um, but man, if you're enjoying this, it's not too late to go get that book. Christmas or, present. Yeah, give hey. it to someone for Christmas. You need this book. <laughs> Plus, it is, it's got a lot of red on the front, so it's um, Christmas on, colored. On theme wonderful <laughs> excellent well done autumn all right talk to you guys later bye we're really good at segues <laughs> and sound effects right yes so that's the end of our episode but if you find yourself wanting more and who could blame you brooke <laughs> tell them where they can find us we, monday through friday we have a lovely website it's wittyandgritty.blog you can go there it has every mini series ever we've done what about the socials baron yes we are on instagram and facebook primarily but we yeah. do also have um, a pinterest account so be sure to follow us on your favorite social platform yeah oh also fun fact we release episodes every wednesday so you can count on us be sure to subscribe that way you don't have to Go and find it every week. Yeah, it'll just automatically do the magic m- computery thingy. Thank you, technology. Go Thank you. technologies and uh, Instagrams. Yes. All right, we'll catch you next week, guys. Bye. This episode is brought to you by 21 Kicks Journals, the journals you'll actually finish. Research shows that actively doing something for 21 days in a row will change your brain. Our uniquely designed 21-day journals will grow you on a deeper level, help you increase your odds of achieving your goals, and, not to mention, they're fun and beautifully designed. Head to the 21 Kicks Etsy shop today to explore your journaling options. We'll link it in the show notes.